Hello friends and welcome to another episode of the Chair Shop Podcast. It's episode 465. It's March 2020 as we enter our uh, 11th year on the air. Um, joining me today is my good friend uh, Paul Griffin. Hi Paul. Hello Joe. Hello. Um, not joining us is Mr. Barry Murphy who is currently in Germany. Um, enjoying some wunderbar um, techno wrestling uh, from WXW who are holding their annual uh, what's it called 16 carat yeah. um, tournament um, don't know who won the tournament probably some German lad um, uh, I know no, that it wasn't I no, tweeted hang on Karen Noir won it Karen Noir, is she? <laughs> Isn't she from that band? Um, the uh, I don't remember. What's that one? Oh, never mind. Garbage. Uh, yes, garbage. They did the Golden Eye song. Oh yeah, that's good. Oh, was it Golden Eye or was it Tomorrow Never Dies? Which one of the garbage? No, wait, no, no. Cheryl Crow was Tomorrow Never Dies. Oh. Golden, no, Golden Eye was. Um, Hang on, garbage. Oh, they did the World Is Not Enough. I think. Is that the one? The world is right. not enough, but it is such a perfect place to start my life. Something like that. I don't know that one. Alright, let's go on. I'll just type the world is enough. Uh, <laughs> <which> <laughs> reveals my ambition. The world is enough, bracket. Well, I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, world is enough soundtrack. Um, mm, um, artist David Arnold. Okay, it wasn't garbage. Or... No, uh, garbage. Oh wait, no, it is. It was garbage. Yeah. Who's David Arnold. I think he's just a composer, isn't he? Is he one of the Bond? They get him in for each one. I don't know. So they will sound the same, probably. Um. All right. Yeah. So garbage. Um. Garbage. 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 Um. So that was the wrestling. Um. <laughs> Uh, also, David Starr has been blackballed yeah. by Triple H. That is and when you, they suck you, and then before you nut, they run off, isn't it? And you don't come. No, that's blue. That's blue balling. That's, oh, sorry, wrong one. This is blackballing. This is um, when they get. Is that when they, black, st- they stand on your balls? Snookable. And they up the old. <laughs> no, so anyway, apparently he's. Um, you know, a lot of the stuff he said and jumping up and down on the NXT title or whatever he did, I can't remember. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not putting him in WWE's good graces. And I WXW, who... I mean, they're not... I don't know what the, the deal is between them and WWE. I get there's some affiliation. Yeah. But apparently that has been the cause of him no longer working with that group. Yeah. I saw um, him stand on the title that time. That was in Tala. Oh yeah, you were egging him on. Part of the I said, stand on it again, and he did. And then, oh no, yeah, <laughs> look at him now. Yeah, <laughs> are you going to pay his mortgage, Paul? I don't I'm sure he's doing all right. <laughs> Taking food off his table. <laughs> I was kid's mouth. What you don't have? Um, yeah, so Barry's over in Germany, um, drinking beer and stuffing himself with fried food, eating a McDonald's. Uh, um, much like most weekends, man. Um, well, let's all have a go. Let's hope he comes back, uh, you know, in, in good health. Having a wonderful weekend of wrestling. Yeah. Um, but we're still here, Paul, and 
I'm sure, uh, like myself, you were enjoying the old football today. Oh, the footy, lad. <coughs> it was great. Yes. Best episode yes. of footy in ages. It was very good, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I I predicted a 1-0 win. Okay. And then because somebody ruined it. Yeah, fucker. Um, because, looking at the forum, well, we, we've... A lot of clean sheets recently. Don't don't let in any goals. So yeah. Um unbeaten in nine games. Mm. Bruno doing the business. The old bizarre. I said he doing the he doing the the bizich. I said uh we are gonna get a goal and I can see the goal. And that was my prediction, it was one nil and uh it looked like it was a good prediction. I didn't put any spondulics on it or anything. There was no right. there was no last minute phone calls to Vegas, you know. Um, yeah, uncut gems style. Um, <laughs> the coin toss is the hardest part of the bank. <laughs> then he does the fart. <laughs> um, and then yeah, we were watching. It was myself, my brother, and my friend Sean. And then Natty was was there as well. And the second goal went in, and we we were getting a bit giddy. And we're, you know, shoulders are being slapped with glee. And then I turned to look at my friend in in so far as when you're celebrating with people, you'll often look at them. And that's how the kind of the high will spread, right? The high of the... uh, I looked, I got poked in the eye almost immediately. Which uh, somewhat, but not a lot, somewhat, you know, lessened the uh, euphoria. Um, Still... Great game. Still a bit giddy about it. I tell you what. I tell you why we won, though. Right? You can look into all the tactics and the, um, you know, the the steadfast defending all you'd like. But um, in choosing the jersey that I was going to wear for this game, yeah, oh, yeah, I took out of retirement, out of long retirement, the old uh, 2009-10 Michael Owen last minute winner jersey. Oh. Okay. I said this jersey is going to do the business for us today, and uh, and there it did. It had my jersey with uh, long sleeves, with the black chevron on the front, mm-hmm. the uh, two thousand and eight nine gold champion patches on the sleeves, and Griffin twenty one on tobacco. Griffin twenty why twenty one. Because uh, I was 21. Ah, uh, I, see, I, I see the thinking. I see the thinking. I did there. that for a few years. So I have jerseys with like uh, 19, 20, 21, 22. Yeah, yeah. Don't think I have a 23. I think I, think yeah, I just did it from... Then it got depressing by that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah then yeah. I remember that. Like, oh, Griffin oh, 32. Griffin 303. 309. <laughs> yeah, on a jersey. Yeah. But yeah, got that jersey at retirement. And said this is the good luck charm for today, and there you go. So yeah, nice one. Very, very much enjoyed that game. Yeah, um, I think the, I think Bruno has made a big difference. Oh, well, this is yeah. a, a creative focal point which we didn't have. Yes, yes. Um, quality, quality player. He is, but like I think it would be unfair to not give credit to the other players today. Well, fuck them. That's what I said. <laughs> I think um I think Shaw was really good today. I think Juan Bissaka was really good today. Oh uh, yeah. Excellent. Um he, he he always plays quite well against Sterling for whatever reason. That's a good little pairing for him. Mm, mm. Uh Fred I thought was really good today. 
Matic, Matic yeah. is playing like he's 22 again, which I didn't think I would see. Uh, Martial, they gave Martial man of the match um, by virtue of him scoring. But I think that's kind of Martial lately is he doesn't do, although I think he was good today, he doesn't do that much in the game apart from scoring a goal, which is okay, fair enough. Yeah, it's the best bit. That's nice to keep scoring. That free kick, very clever, very good. Um, although I did, I think I enjoyed the last goal more than the first one. Yeah, yeah, one of those. Yeah, anyway. one of those. Yeah. So still work to be done. I think Leicester are catchable. Um, I as well I as. do. Yeah, I think Leicester have been a bit lucky. Leicester are wobbling lately. Like Vardy hasn't scored in about ten games, I think. Yeah, um, I feel we could catch, Le- catch, Le- catch Leicester. Yeah, if not Chelsea, certainly. Chelsea had a good win today as well, though. They did have a good win. Although Everton, but, um, why weren't we playing that Everton last week? I know. What's going on there? They've lost the Ancelotti bounce. Yeah. They've gone yeah, backwards. Um, yeah, um, I think. And then we have Spurs next. Spurs, who were poor enough against... Uh, who are they playing? Burnley. Pretty, I watched that game. Spurs weren't great. They got a yeah. they got a penalty yeah, okay. to equalize. Yeah, I think we could probably beat them. Sure, look, we'll get on. We'll we'll talk more about that when we win the league. Uh, come May. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. So, how's your week been? Um, it's alright. Nothing too eventful. Uh, still on the old Lent. Uh, no snack. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bandwagon. Um, it's going alright, but it's been very tempting. I feel like every every single day at work, there's been kind of cakes or snacks brought in yeah uh, even for like international women's day which was today but on friday we had like chocolates for international women's day you know as you do um resisted those didn't have any so um it's been tricky i am finding myself looking forward to having a nice bit of fruit though after dinner um yes. having not had any sugar for a couple of weeks ago oh yeah lovely mm, bit of pineapple from the old tin or a, a grape Mm, yeah. Yes, please. Um, no, that is very nice. So yeah, I think I'll be all right. Uh, I can get through to to Good Friday. Yeah, I mean, I know no. when I'm off the chocolate, which is rare, rarely happens. Mm-hmm. I do appreciate more a nice, you know, apple or something, just something that will just a little sting, mm. sting the mouth a wee bit. Mm, yeah, give a nice wee bit of flavour. Although even with my diet lately, I've been fairly. Um, okay for still having um, snacks as long as they're not high calorie and as long as I can fit them within my daily allowance. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you can fit them within your daily allowance. What I've done is I've started having the, uh, you know, the dairy milk 30% less sugar. Oh, yeah. How's that? So I'll have, I'll have the, like, little ones of them instead of the big 250 gram Bars, <laughs> the whole yeah, one of those novelty bars <laughs> that, you get, that you get at Christmas. <laughs> um, and having like a lot of the stuff I'll have will be I, I'll have a lot of like um, super split or loop the loop ice creams because one of them is like maybe sixty calories. Um, and yeah. flumps, surprising you would think a flump because it's just pretty much sugar would be. Mm. Um, real bad, but flump's only thirty calories because there's no fat in it. Um, right, yeah. Now, of course, well, 
old me would see that and go, well, that means I can have 10 flumps. <laughs> um, but I'll have a flump. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to the shop, I'll, I'll have a flump while I'm walking back, you know? Just something yeah. to keep the... I'm going to really sound like an addict here. But something to kind of keep the craving away while yeah. not being a 350-calorie burst, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, keeping up with the gym as well. What I found now is, because I've got into this kind of routine, uh, of course going to the gym is, is great, but I'm also just randomly at home. I'll just start doing sit-ups. Do a few sit-ups. <laughs> and go, oh, there we go. That's me exercise. Oh, yeah, um, that's good. That's good. So since we last spoke, I've I've dropped, ex- I think exactly a pound in, okay, in well, the week, which is a little bit slower than because, the right direction. Yeah, well, as I said last time, I celebrated the one ninety nine by going to McDonald's, having a huge McDonald's. Um, what else did I do that weekend? Big McDonald's, uh, ate loads of sweets during Revolution, big crisp sandwich the Sunday after. So I think. Even though I was like one ninety nine something last podcast, I did go back up to like two oh one during the week. Right. So now again, I'm I'm one ninety eight point eight now, which is the lowest I've been. And I have not had a big pig out weekend. So I'd say I'll probably be in the low one ninety eights tomorrow morning and then I'll, you know, carry that on throughout the week. So it was I was I was well behaved this weekend after my big uh sub two hundred uh, bash last mm-hmm. week um, hurt me knee a little bit at the gym not a not an injury mm-hmm. by any means but it was just a little bit sore for a couple of days because we were doing um, doing arm workout and I said alright arm workout means I don't have to wear me leg support uh, then it transpired that the, the workout involved lifting a big dumbbell while you know standing up so actually I was kind of using my legs a wee bit, so my knee was a little bit sore, but mm. I didn't hurt it like I did in my rib that one time. I was, I'm like fine now already. I'll be going back to yeah, the gym yeah, yeah. on Tuesday for some more clanging and banging. Um, oh yeah, what what days did you do? Uh, not necessarily any specific days. We'll, no, we'll do three three or four times a week depending on availability. You know. Okay. Cool. Um, my friend who I go with works as a teacher fairly close to where I work, so he'll. And we finish at the same time, so he'll pick me up and we'll drive to the gym. Uh, so it's very, it's just depending on you know when we're available and if it's you know how we're feeling for got a cold or this coronavirus or all of that. Oh yeah, is that a worry at the gym? Because I, I went today and I was thinking, hmm, lots of people touching stuff and sweating on stuff. Um, uh, yeah, is that a worry? I suppose it is, but um, I've never been one to be so concerned about these things no is it is it any cases over there yet uh yeah there have been a few it's a few 19 i think last count Um, i think my my philosophy is just don't worry about it just don't worry about it like you know i've been so not worrying about it i've i've stopped washing my hands after i take a piss oh yeah um i will purposely shake hands with people even if i don't know them even if they don't want to yeah Yeah. Uh, if they don't want i'll just rub my hands on their face yeah. Um, do the old, the old Randy Orton special, hand down the uh, jocks, um, shit in people's bags. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's good, it's good. It spreads, you know, um, resistance, resilience to it, you know. <laughs> it's exposing yourself to the old bacteria and, and viruses. Yeah, and... no, we have had a load of um, 
a load of work lately at the old job about preparing for an event mm. in which people are going to work mm. at home. So I'm not looking forward to more of that this week. Um, because it's going to be something that we, we're going to put a lot of time into preparing for, and we have done already, put a lot of time into preparing for, and it could never happen and be a complete waste of time, or yeah. it could be like very suddenly people need to work from home tomorrow and we need to organize all that hand out laptops and a lot of it so yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> a bit of a mess um anyway speaking of the week we uh natty's launching a new business business which is going live tomorrow what, what pray tell what is this business is a doggy daycare that we doggy are yeah daycare. So it's for, for people dogs. people who have dogs, right? Oh, yeah, go on. But have to go to their job and that. Yeah, yeah. And they don't want yeah. to leave the dog unattended at home. They they drop a dog off, almost like a little dog crash. Drop the dog off. It's exactly like that. It's, exa- <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very similar to that. She will mind the dog, because Natty is certified um, canine... What is it? What was it? The um, first first responder. She is got animal science um, degree in that from college. She has worked in dog grooming. She's worked in vets, um, and yeah, she she's launching this business. Already has loads of interest in it. Um, yeah. Already has prospective clientele, and not even the kind where it's like my mom or something it's like real people that we don't <laughs> yeah, know poor dog yeah. yeah um she's doing real well we spent what's, what's the competition like in uh in kildare what's Is the competition there like there's not any other doggy it, it's a little bit of a gap in the market i think yeah that we've it's been yeah. very cleverly noticed um, and if there is anyone else you're just crushing my ruthless aggression. If there's if any other uh, copycat business shows up, we'll be doing a little Tony Harding job on their legs. There's one other day here in the area, and it's called Casa K9. And where's the other one? I'm not sure where they are. Don't advertise them. I'm gonna bleep that out. Bleep that Um, but uh, yeah, we spent uh, yesterday going around to various places, putting up ads, handing out business cards and stuff um, mm. to like vets and uh, there's a, a dog groomers um, on the main street as well and it was great because Natty went into the dog groomer to give like the cards saying can, like, can I put this up in your place because yeah. obviously people go there what have dogs um, uh, yeah, makes sense. and the lady there said oh I saw your Facebook ad and I was like ah there you go um, so word is spreading it's going real well so far. Tomorrow is the official start day of it. Um, the best thing as well is we had the little idea, and it's come to beautiful fru- uh, fruition, is Natty got these like polo sh- t-shirts made with the business mm-hmm. logo on them, and it looks super mm-hmm. professional, super cool. Um, so we're looking forward to it. It means that she's her own boss. She's yeah. properly registered and everything, like uh, Mr. Plough wasn't. Um, <laughs> shut up, boy. Um, <laughs> and yeah, we're really looking forward to it. Um, and I oh. have never been so kind of certain that something is going to work as this. 
Yeah, I think it'll be the AEW of uh, dog grooming. That's it my prediction. Yeah. Um, what's the name of the? The name is Tall Tales Doggy Daycare. Tall Tales Doggy Daycare. That's the the website is talltaledogs.com. Talltaledogs.com. Plug, 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 plug. Um, so that's kind of been the main focus point of the week, I guess, and kind of a couple of weeks going back now. We've been getting organized. We have like a room dedicated, which is like right beside the back garden. So the whole back garden area and this room will be dedicated mm. to where the dogs will be. We have dog beds bought, um, activity things. There's a dog park in the park next to us as well, where she can go and take them there. So yeah, everything everything that could go right with this venture so far has gone right. Um, and so I'm super pleased about it. And so, like we said, tomorrow is is the the opening day. Um, We have some people coming. Of course, she has to, like, meet the dogs first before taking them on because they might be um, uh, mental or giant dogs like Clifford the dog. You can't call a dog mental. Uh, What's the dog equivalent of mental, then? Um, that's just dogs, isn't it? It's dogs, yeah. That's what, what they were like. There, okay. There's a difference. Like, if you have a dog that's energetic and playful yeah. and high energy, that's great. That doesn't mean your dog is mental. The kind of mental that we're talking about is like, if your dog will snap and snarl, if your dog is a bit of a country. Jesus, the C Jesus word Christ. is being attributed to dogs. Um, I think the dog equivalent of mental is... Bad dog, very bad dog. Uh, um, yes. But uh, yeah, we're looking forward to that getting up and running. That's going to be uh, great fun. Also, this week, um, I bought myself some AirPods. So let's go back in time here. Let me tell this story, right? I got a lovely Christmas present from Natty, which was a mm-hmm. pair of Bluetooth wireless earbuds of a non-Apple brand, which is kind of what I asked for specifically. I said, don't be yeah. wasting fucking t- hundreds of euro on me for like a present where you can pretty much get the same thing for cheaper. I said, yeah. give me that. Um, and as bad as I feel about it, right, within two months I broke them. Um, oh. By oh. dropping, I dropped one of the ear pods out of the little charger case it fell on the floor and like broke yeah, yeah. I, I put it back together uh it won't charge so it's just it's dead so i have like one earphone um so i bit the bullet and said i will buy some airpods because that's the thing if you can't be trusted with um uh, a pair of earpods uh buy another more expensive pair that you yeah, probably also yeah, break yeah, yeah, yeah. um but I'm quite enjoying them so far. The quality of them is real good. They they they're like heavy in in a a good sturdy way. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you have a, a pair of wireless uh, Bluetooth whatever of any kind, but um, I, I I don't have the ones that kind of just go in your ear. Right. Um, I have ones that are still kind of a wire, but like not. Yeah, I, I know the Bluetooth, guys. but not a, yeah. you know. Yeah, I got my brother connected. a pair of those, and he prefers that kind to the ones that just go in your ear yeah so i do worry like I'd, i would definitely lose them yeah i would definitely lose one of them and then it's basically you fucked well I, what i like specifically about them this is why i wanted the, the pair in the first place was you know i listen to podcasts in bed before i go to sleep so i can just take one out and mm. stick it in rather than have 
one in one ear lying down on the other one yeah, yeah with yeah. with one earphone just open around you know with music coming out of it yeah um That's but they're great i mean i i kind of usually when i get these kind of things anyway first i'll kind of rebel against the big brand like even when i first got my you know mp3 player back in like my first mp3 player back in like 2005 um i remember i got a creative do they still have creative is that still a brand anymore creative zen max i think it was called and um that broke that was a big heap of shite and then i just got an ipod <laughs> and then same with you know phones i didn't want to get an iphone then which i caved got one and now the same with uh with these but they are good um very easy to use sound quality out of them is very good Noise cancelling out of them is very good as well. And um, I purposely didn't get, like, the most expensive ones, which are more... I I, I never like those real in-ear ones that have, like, really go deep into your ear. Mm. Um, I just like your typical classic, you know, non-intrusive earbuds. Um, I think I got the first generation ones, so they were a little bit cheaper. Um, but they're great. And... Uh, that's what I've been up to this week. A, a, busy, a, a busy week with work. Dogs. Dogs. Um, guinea pigs are still all doing Jim. good. Jim. How, how do the guinea pigs feel about their doggy daycare? They... Uh, I haven't asked them. I, I assume the guinea pigs are going to be on board with that doggy daycare. Um, they're not taking part, really. They're not involved? No, they're not, they're not too involved. Okay. Um, Maybe they'll set up their own um, guinea daycare. Yeah. Piggy daycare. <laughs> I mean, we could we could expand into guinea pig daycare. The thing with guinea pigs is they, they can just be left alone and they'll be grand. But they require their own cage. Oh, that's true. Anyway. Anyway. That's life. Um, that's a good life, Goff. Yeah. Um, good, good updates there. Um, have you been watching any telly this week, Paul? I watched a wee bit of telly. Um, what have you had on? I watched the first episode of season four of Inside Number Nine. Ah. This was the one in the hotel corridor where it was all told as kind of a... It was almost like... Not quite mm. Shakespearean, but kind of a... In rhyme. Yeah. It was a little oh, bit of yeah. a Sir Alfred Prufock. Uh, who's that by? T.S. Eliot? A little bit T.S. Yeah, Eliot. Yeah. Um... And that was all right. There were certain bits about it I really liked, and there were certain bits about it uh, I wasn't super hot on. Again, kind of the performance of uh, Reese Smith, which is kind of routinely becoming my least favorite thing about the show. Um, and I also thought it was uh, like there was no drastic twists to it. It kind of <laughs> sets everything up that you expect to happen, and then they do mm. happen, and then you say, "Oh, that's what I expected to happen." Um, yeah, it was it, it it was pretty good, I guess. Um, I think I I prefer when it comes to Inside Number Nine, the the more Twilight Zoney episodes. They're a little bit more horror, yeah, not sci-fi necessarily, but more fancy horror-y and more twisty rather than the ones that are just kind of clever conceits that carry out without much, you know, Shyamalan style twist mm. um but it was good uh I, I liked a lot of stuff in it with the yeah i feel like the problem with those ones is you're always kind of waiting to see if there is a twist yeah um it's not that they're bad because they don't have one but you're you're kind of almost 
prepping yourself for it, and then when it doesn't come, it's like, oh, it was just a regular episode. Well, that's fine. Yeah. But, um, yeah. A little bit of that. But, um, like I say, it was good. I liked the, the, the twin setup and the, the comedy that kind of came out of that, where they were confusing one for the other. And, mm-hmm. um, the, the humor with the, the um, whore who gets brought in to piss on your man and the old woman gets confused and she's pissing on him and oh no yeah very like that that stuff was was funny but um yeah like i i i prefer the other weirder episodes i guess like i really liked although that being said i really liked the uh the 12 days of christine that's like the best episode i think so far that's not necessarily horror based or anything Mm. but Mm. that's where you know the the that was almost like Christopher Nolan-esque, the way that was <laughs> carried out, you know? Um, whereas this one was a bit more bland. It was fine. Um, we're also watching RuPaul's Drag Race, as I've talked about for the last few uh, weeks. The new mm. season is ongoing. We watched the new episode yesterday. Um, new episodes every Saturday on Netflix. Um, and, yeah, this week... We watched the episode, thoroughly enjoyed it, and then I revealed to Natty a bombshell announcement that she wasn't aware of, which was that one of the drag queens on has been disqualified for being a bit of a diddler. Oh, yeah, a diddly doddler. So I've heard about this. Yeah, sexual misconduct. Not not a diddler of children, a a, a Louis C.K. style. Oh, a grown-up diddler. A grown-up diddler, a, a, a dirty, dirty, dirty boy. Um, so that's a bit weird because we watched the episode and this person who has you know not only been accused of it but has kind of owned up to it in a very um, I hate to say a Kevin Spacey way of a I did it but also look over there Um, I was like oh I didn't realise that I was so mentally ill that this was affecting people so, because uh, it was weird watching the episode, though, because that person was came off very well on the episode, very kind of funny mm. and charming, and then you find out that there's this kind of dark underbelly to it. It's it's almost, um, you know, representative of of show business as a whole that there's these people who come off very well and very funny, and there's you know often as it turns out there's a darkness underneath it, you know. Um, which is a shame for what's been quite a good series so far that it's a little bit um, undermined by this this uh, fiasco that's that's mm-hmm. um, been outed. Um, but yeah, it, it, apart from that, it, it's been very good. They did a, an interesting thing where rather than the season prem, uh, season premiere uh, revealing all the contestants, they've instead broken it. Like the first episode had only seven people on it the second episode had six completely different people and now the two groups have to meet and already they're kind of divided whereas uh usually on seasons they're they're one group from the beginning and they can kind of bond together here it's very kind of divided makes uh, for an interesting dynamic on it Mm. um and while that's on we're also watching season 10 because we're in the habit of watching an episode like every day um so that's been good fun. Enjoying that. Can't wait for the next episode to see how the two groups kind of intermingle. Um, the interesting thing about this um, this Diddler case is that they came out and announced that this person is disqualified, which some people have taken to mean that they 
will we'll reach the finale because these episodes are taped well in advance and then the finale is mm-hmm. taped after the season has begun to air. Um, but I'm kind of of the opinion that, you know, because this story came out, they had to make some kind of statement about it. And they can't just kind of say, mm, well, wait and see. This person might be eliminated in the first week anyway. <laughs> like, you know, no. They're going to have to come out and, and say, like, they're disqualified regardless of where they actually place, you know? Um, but yeah, it, it definitely makes for a, a weird experience watching the series that has already been taped months ago, taped before this came out. And um, it's a bit weird watching it, is, is all I'll say. Um, yeah, another contestant was also accused of something in the past. But, but she that has lawyered up. Has lawyered up. Well, very good. Is the lawyer uh, in drag? No. No. Well, like, she got accused of uh, giving her I'm drag daughter unconsensual oral sex. Mm. Uh, oh. Let's not talk, let's think about drag doing oral sex. Keep that to the TV series. If they did it on the TV show, it's fine. I don't want to hear about what they do um, outside of that. Um, but that's all I've been watching. What about yourself, Joe? That's good stuff. Um, I finished up a, finished off a couple of uh, series over the weekend. So uh, I caught up with Doctor Who, um, which ended a couple of weeks ago. Um, kind of burned through a few episodes. I'm not that into this kind of new new series. Um, I like the new Doctor, but overall, I think the writing is, is pretty shit, to be honest. Yeah. Um, just the villains are rubbish, the world building is not good. Um, kind of an interesting one, because they went really kind of heavy into the into the canon these last couple of episodes. Right. Um, talking about the Doctor's history and revealing that, in fact, she was the kind of... Uh, one of the first Time Lord, and that all the other Time Lords kind of cloned her ability to regenerate and all this stuff and i i didn't really like it because i quite like the ones where they go into that sort of stuff but this one sort of made the doctor into like the time lord jesus kind of thing um like finding out luke skywalker is darth vader's son or you know that just uh, you don't want that you don't want not every character has to be like the center of their universe it's kind of the star wars problem with with ray and um, Palpatine and everything um, but we'll, uh, we'll see where it goes I mean in the end it's Doctor Who it's been going for 60 years and they just make it up kind of <laughs> as they go along so it doesn't really make too much difference Yeah, uh, they'll just change it next season when a new showrunner comes in um, but that was alright and then I watched um, finished off the last couple of episodes which I think is the final season of Mindhunter mm. um, I think I heard Netflix aren't, aren't bringing it back um, so just as a reminder, this is a show, a Netflix show about um, FBI um, detectives. Are they detectives in the FBI? I don't know. Whatever they're called, agents, FBI agents in um, in the kind of late seventies, early eighties, who are developing the um, kind of theory behind serial killers and the concept of kind of profiling people psych- psychologically. Um, which wasn't really done before. Before then, uh, it was just all based around kind of evidence and you know alibis and things like that. Um, so it was kind of a very interesting finish. The whole kind of season was about this big sort of case in in Atlanta um, and all these kids that were going missing, and they're kind of trying to find the killer by using these new techniques. And I did enjoy it a lot. It's it has kind of a lot of boring subplots as well <laughs> to it around the kind of. Um, 
around the agent's personal lives, which I'm not really that into. Um, and sometimes it can drag a little bit. It's, it's kind of like X-Files meets Silence of the Lambs, um, but it's not as interesting as either of those two things. Right. Um, but I, I did quite enjoy it. Um, if it does come back, I probably will watch the third season, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, you know, it's, David, it's David Fincher. Yeah. He's always pretty good. Um, but yeah, um, I don't think Michelle enjoyed it. She's not into that kind of uh, macabre, gruesome stuff. Right. Um, she's why she doesn't tend to enjoy Inside Number Nine that much either. Mm. Sometimes a bit spooky, especially a couple of the recent episodes. Yeah. Um, speaking of Michelle, she's going to join me briefly for this next review. Um, so now, have you you watched any movies this week, Paul? I have not watched any movies this week. No. Nothing new. Um, so we did watch a movie last night. We watched um, Toy Story Four. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you've seen this already, right? I have, so we can talk in depth about it. Um, Yeah, so we we watched it, and to be honest, within about five minutes, I thought, "What a load of old shite this is!" Um, (laughs) I'm really disappointing. I mean, we obviously love Toy Story, the first three movies, and I thought just straight away the the flashback to Bo Peep going missing was a bit bit lame, bit of a shortcut. And then all the forky stuff, I didn't really enjoy it either. Right. Um, I think overall, I felt like it was a, um, it felt like a Pixar short that had just been kind of dragged out to 85 minutes uh, or kind of pasted together. Uh, too many new characters. It just, it just kind of bleh, didn't have the didn't have the heart and soul of the original trilogy. Right. Uh, what did you think, Michelle? Um, I thought there were too many cooks in the kitchen. Um, mm. Clearly, there were, I think, like five or six screenwriters, but then there was like story by another five people. And you could tell that it was Bo Peep, but then there was Forky, but then there was the, you know, the, the carnival. And yeah, Kaboom guy. And it was just too much going on. And it was, it made me very angry. Contrived. Yeah. And um, you you said you felt it rewrote a lot of the uh, yeah like yeah like um, Woody the whole point was like in the third one was that they would rather die together than be separated or go to different families and then here Woody's like okay yeah bye and it, it's so upsetting I it, I really had to just vent that that mm-hmm. it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, made me very angry. Yeah, perhaps that's it. Yeah. So, Paul, what did you think of it? Um, I think I liked it more than you. <laughs> first of all, I, I, by no means, I think it's probably the weakest of the four by distance. Um, yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with the point that I, I don't think Bo really. It, needed a redemption arc like it was never set up across the first three movies that that was really a direction that they were pointing towards and as michelle said um the third movie kind of you know uh what it said to me was that the toys had kind of they're they're defining like what defined them they kind of was, was their relationship with andy and the fact that andy had moved on meant that their place in the world was kind of questioned and then they get you know eventually um brought to the little girl and so their cycle restarts you know 
So yeah, there wasn't so much a a a, a clear direction for for Woody to suddenly change his mind about that. I didn't really kind of buy into that. Um, I agree most of all with the point that there were too many new characters introduced. Although um, Don Rickles, for example, had passed away prior, yeah. so so you know there there were certain um, characters that they really couldn't use anymore <laughs> so and uh, i think the actor that did slinky dog he also well he had, uh, he had died, died or... i think after the first or second and he had been recast. yeah yeah but same kind of idea um yeah i think because so many of the characters were were new and because it was kind of in a new location it almost kind of felt like a a movie of a different series it almost didn't feel like a toy story movie yeah um mm-hmm. like i thought you know Key and Peele's characters were funny, but they were—they're not—they didn't feel like Toy Story. They didn't characters. fit. In, no, um, their comedy was really kind of—I don't say broad necessarily, but it was a bit kind of loud and brash. And Toy Story has kind of never been that kind of movie, even yeah. when it was funny. It was—it was very kind of wholesome and childlike. Even kind of the humor was not—not not humor for a child, but kind of humor of. Uh, of a child more so than like mm-hmm. you know you have movies that are very directed at children and very the humor is very directed at children but this was kind of more wholesome and or the original three movies were kind of more wholesome and this was kind of I guess a little bit more low hanging fruit um, yeah. oh sorry I remembered something else that uh, made me mad was that uh, what was it Sally? No. What's the name of that doll? The well, new the, doll? The creepy doll. Yeah, creepy doll. Yeah. Um, that like she her that character was essentially the same as Stinky Pete and the same character as uh, the bear. The one that's yeah the bear. Where it's just I was never loved. I'm jealous of Woody. How can I take them down? And it's like this is now the third time that we've seen the exact same, you know, villain. And, you know, the first one had Sid, and that was what made it original as well. Yeah. But it was just, like, how many times do we have to rehash the same story? Like, ugh. Yeah. And also, Buzz has kind of nothing to do in this film. Yeah. Yeah. And they make him stupid again. Yeah. Like, he was... He just dropped IQ points, which is always a desperate sign to me when just characters kind of regress and, oh, let's, you know, make him stupid again for the laughs. Um, and that yeah. again, that that was kind of a rehash for me of when he became like Spanish Buzz, yeah, one of the other ones. Yeah. But that was kind of funnier and cleverer as a as an idea rather than he he gets reset back to mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it what didn't win best animated picture this year. Um, yeah, it did. I, I think it was probably. Not the weakest of the five because I think the uh, How to Train Your Dragon three was worse, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I, I I wasn't super hot on it either. Three stars, I gave it. But I think I I, I was going in anyway with uh, a reservation of you know the fact that the third was such a perfect ending anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't do a fourth one, and so I I was kind of biased against it going in anyway. And if it was like this wonderful, better than the third one. Which, you know, upon rewatch, I think the third one is the best one. Um, mm-hmm. I would have, uh, I would have maybe been more sympathetic. But yeah, it definitely felt like 
a lazier cash-in. And that's what I never wanted Toy Story <laughs> to be, you know? Along the lines of, although I don't think it's quite as bad as a Monsters University, um, you know, or or um, Incredibles 2, which I also dislike. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I can't disagree with any of your points. <laughs> it's definitely, uh, yeah. Yeah. An, well, an unnecessary... Thank you for joining us, Michelle. Thank you very much. She's going she's gonna to leave now. Yeah, get out of the podcast. Michelle has left the studio. Yeah, I'm trying to see if I wrote a review for Toy Story when I saw it. When did Toy Story 4 come out? I mean, it was in the last year, I suppose. It's, yeah, it was last year. Last summer. Okay, summer. Toy Story. Ah, yeah. Well, I apparently gave it an 8. I don't know if I agree with that now. I didn't write a review for it. That seems a bit high. Maybe I was on drugs. I don't remember. Possibly. Yeah, I'm going to amend that to a 6 as well. Oh, yeah, baby. Because you know sometimes you watch a movie and then you come out and you go, that was real good. Like, um, Rise of the Skywalker. And then you talk to Barry (laughs) Murphy for five minutes. You go, you know what, Barry, you're right. That film was a heap of garbage. Yeah, um, you sometimes want it to be good. Yeah, it's a, belo- a beloved franchise. Exactly. There's maybe a bit of that to it. Um, no, I haven't watched any movies this week either. I, we're planning to watch um, Jumanji and um, Jumanji Two. I, I kind of want to get around to them. Just having a tie with all the work mm. and that we've been doing. Um, yeah, hopefully Oops. next week I'll get some time to watch some movies. I did listen to some music in the week though. Ooh, tell um, us about it. I was listening to some UK indie uh, stuff in the week. No, not Progress or Rev Pro. <laughs> I was listening to some uh, Kasabian in the week. Oh yeah, I do. I do quite like Kasabian, especially the early stuff. Mm. Um, I've always enjoyed their sound. Um, very. Uh, because I think the first time I ever came across Sabian was like in one of the early pro, was it Pro Evo? Maybe Pro Evolution Soccer Four. The theme song was like Clubfoot. Right. It was perfectly suited for that kind of game. Yeah. Because it, it's it, it's got that same kind of uh, Arctic, Arctic Monkey swagger, but with a bit of a bit more laddish, a bit more almost oasis in its kind of approach yeah. but like very oh, catchy very riff based whereas yeah. oasis is a bit more acoustic ballady at points um and yeah i really like the all the early kasabian stuff right up until about you know velociraptor i guess is where they kind of lost me um i love fire uh, and i remember seeing i saw kasabian in uh in dublin uh, supporting Muse and they played Fire before that was like the mega hit it was that summer mm-hmm. um, and yeah I remember like like I said I saw uh, Kasabian supporting Muse and let me tell you Kasabian were the best act I saw that night Ooh, uh, Muse just did their bit where they come out and play their songs and leave Kasabian had a lot of crowd interaction they were good crack mm-hmm. their songs were good so big thumbs up for Kasabian. Continue listening to a bit of Oasis as well. I'm kind of working my way through Oasis's catalog. Listen to some of the older, or not the older, the, I guess you'd say newer, even though it's not particularly new. The newer Oasis stuff. Listen to that as well. Revisiting some Franz Ferdinand, which I'm 
a big fan of Franz Ferdinand, although I didn't really like their last album. Uh, listen, listening, and don't turn your nose up at this, listen to a bit of Kaiser Chiefs. Ooh, um, I, I, I quite like a lot of their earlier stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think your man, Ricky, whatever his name is, he's a, oh, bit, yeah. he's a little bit of a knob. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're kind of objectively a little bit shit. But I quite like, especially their first album, I think is really great. <laughs> um, and I like a lot of their kind of, not only the hits, but some of the, some of the album tracks on some of the later albums are really, really catchy as well. Um, so yeah, I gave the pop music a wee bit of a break, and I was listening to some a bit more mm. of that style of music this week. So some good stuff in there. Although there's some, there, there are definitely some UK indie bands that I never gave a chance and never will. <laughs> um, what, um, editors? Uh, no, I, I think editors yeah, are then. all right. I think more more you're kind of like the cooks and the kind of more. Um, how do you even put it? Like the 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 younger, I guess, the younger groups that kind of come out towards the end, mm. like uh, the Cooks. I would put in that um, the Automatic. Do you remember them? Oh yeah, the, the, the monster. Monster. Um, That's coming over here. I was never huge on Libertines or Baby Shambles. Oh, okay. I yeah, I don't really I don't really like Razor Light. Oh. Um, I think I was more into the God. I wouldn't even say the the kind of poppier indie stuff because a lot mm. of that stuff was very poppy as well. Cooks were very poppy and Razor Light were. I don't know. There's a certain a certain um, you know, the the kind of medium length curly hair and tight jeans was not the kind of indie music I gravitated towards. More kind of the arty, <laughs> the arty indie arty, kind, arty. Of, kind of more of my stuff. Um, although I did like that one song they did, uh, "Golden Touch," that was alright. But then Amer- yeah. "America" was probably the most annoying song in the world. Uh, I was just today, funnily enough. Oh my <laughs> Literally, literally, the word "America" has nothing to do with anything in song. <laughs> just, just to try and sell it to America. I really disliked that song when it came out. Um, right, I do have an email. And it's Go from on. Michelle. Oh, she's back. If she's back, if she want to listen to this. Let me open it up. Uh, Michelle Escobar. Tournament of Champions. Mac Attack. She says, Hi, Paul. One of my favorite podcasts, Doughboys, does a Munch Madness Tournament of Champions every year, like the NCAA March Madness Tourney. I don't know what that is, but I'm going to guess it's some kind of tournament. Uh, this year they're doing a full 64 item bracket to find out the best McDonald's item they're asking fans to fill in a bracket for a prize and Joe and I filled it in on Tuesday night the last day to fill it in is Thursday which is later than when you guys fill it in but I'd love to hear the CSP thoughts on which McDonald's item is the best now I did fill it in when I got this in the week I don't know if I saved it though um I don't remember how I did it. I did it at work. Did I like make a, an account? I don't remember. Mine. I, I don't think it's it's even worth kind of dragging up because I'm not a really uh, adventurous sort. Let's say. So I think my final was something like double quarter pounder versus fries. 
Um, I think I was just saying, I mean, I think once you get down to the semis, it's pretty classic. Yeah. It's, um, it's, you know, it's Coke, it's fries, it's uh, a double four pound of cheese. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, okay, let me see if I can find my... You got it? I I'm um I did I, okay there's there's a there's a a list of predictions here and I should be able to find mine. Can I search these? No, maybe I can't. Uh, I remember I gave mine a real stupid name. So let me see if I can find it. Fucking hell, the amount of people who've just called theirs Fry Guy. Like, it's the most original thing in the world. Good lord. <laughs> was yours called Fry Guy, Joe? Uh, no, I think it was called... Um, oh, shit, what was it? It was Banoffee Pie Forever or something like that. Because <laughs> they did a um, Christmas, a festive edition of their apple pie, and it was Banoffee. Right. And it was the greatest thing I ever tasted. And they haven't done it since, so... I don't remember what mine's called. I know it had fry in it or fries or something like. Fries are good. <laughs> something, <laughs> something real stupid. Uh, I tell you what, though, looking at this uh, this list, it did get me in a little McDonald's mood, which I'm not allowed to have because I did have that McDonald's. <laughs> um. So I see that the first round has happened already. I want to see if there's any notable. Uh, kind of omissions here. I liked in the first round they had two cheeseburgers versus cheeseburger. Like, who's going to pick yeah. a single one against two? Obviously, two is better for us fat slobs. <laughs> I think it's a, a menu item in America. Like, you get two, cheeseburgers? two cheeseburgers for two forty nine or something like that. Right. Okay. Um. So that's why it's kind of in. I think they put all the menu items in, sort of in there. Yeah. Um. I'll tell you what, if we go, I've got the the bracket here. Yeah. I've got just the kind of burger. I mean, I don't, you know, going through like the, the drinks. I mean, what would be your, your go to drink? Uh, it would be a Coke. At McDonald's. A Coke, yeah. I mean, I'll go for a Coke, maybe a lemonade if I don't fancy a Coke. Right. Never really go for a milkshake. No. Um, no, that's not to say I don't or, enjoy a milkshake. But I just don't want it with a meal. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem. I think a milkshake is more of a dessert. Yeah. Especially their big kind of thick milkshakes. Yeah, which... but I would still go for like a McFlurry over a milkshake. Okay, yeah. Um, go on. Uh, and that's for the breakfast stuff. A lot of this stuff we don't really have over here. Um, yeah, it was like, do you like a I sausage don't... McGriddle? I'm like, I don't know what that is. But I'll have Yeah, it. sausage biscuit. That sounds appetizing, sausage biscuit. What's mm. that? A rich tea mm, with a bit yeah. of... Uh, rich tea with a sausage popped on top. Um, <laughs> and then the desserts I know I'm not really meh like I wouldn't uh, maybe get McFlurry but I've never had like a sundae or uh, vanilla cone or cookie or muffin from McDonald's yeah. but on the on the burgers and chicken I'll quickly run through and we'll let, just see what you think okay right so we got Big Mac versus a grilled chicken sandwich 
What are you going for there, Paul? Well, you got to go Big Mac, surely. Of course, yeah, I agree. Big Mac. Even though my Big Mac is only the bread and the uh, beef with a bit of ketchup on it, it's still very nice. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Um, we've got 20 piece chicken nugget versus a quarter pounder with cheese deluxe. I'm not sure what the deluxe element is, but, but I think it's chicken probably nuggets just a, versus a quarter pounder of cheese. The deluxe one is probably just a very big quarter pounder of cheese, and it's like it's yeah. like a bigger one. Um, I would probably go for the quarter pounder there. Mm. A 20 piece nugget, I would not be able to finish. Really? You thinking 20 mm. chicken nuggets? Yeah, it's a lot. I wouldn't really. I'm not a big Nuggets fan. Uh, I um, I like a chicken nugget, but I'm I'm always of the opinion that if you're going to McDonald's, you're going to have a burger. The chicken selects are better than. Um, we've got a McDouble. I don't know what McDouble is. Michelle, let me just Google McDouble. What is a McDouble? Uh, oh wait, we did look this up. So McDouble is. It's like it's like a double burger. It's two burgers, but with one slice of cheese instead of two. Yeah. That's what it looks like to me. I can't really. So it's either that or a double cheeseburger. I'll be honest. It's a double cheeseburger, right? I mean, okay. yeah. You got double cheeseburger. Um, six piece chicken McNuggets versus buttermilk crispy chicken sandwich. Mm. Yeah, I think I'm going for the nuggets there. Yeah. Although that chicken sandwich doesn't sound too bad. Yeah, I don't know if I get the chicken sandwiches because I feel like you get the the bread and the breaded coating. It's a bit too much. True. I did have, by the uh, way, a lovely turkey sandwich today. It was very nice. Not in McDonald's. Uh, what turkey? A turkey sandwich. No, no, made, I made it myself. Turkey sandwich. Oh, well done. Um, McChicken versus filio fish. Have you ever had a filio fish? I don't like fish at all. You don't eat fish? No. Because I used to have a little goldfish, and then one day I came in and my man was eating fish on bread, and I couldn't see the fish in the bowl, and she pretended that she was eating the fish, and I cried. <gasps> so that trauma no. means I will never eat fish. Oh no! Hey, mm-hmm. is not when your little buddy is a fish and your mother is eating them. Listen, I went fishing when I was a kid. I would bring like loads of fish home and watch my father gut and skin them and fry yeah but you're like a we- I loved it you're a weirdo what likes to watch gore stuff I'm a little timid boy watching Lady the Tramp and getting a cry on okay <laughs> go on Joe um, alright so we've got McChicken there uh, double quarter pound with cheese or quarter pound with cheese and bacon uh, well, obviously, the cheese and bacon is meaningless to me. So, oh, because oh, you don't get cheese or you don't get cheese or bacon. No, I mean, I don't. I don't hate bacon, but what? I just prefer a little plain burger. So I'm going to go for the double quarter pounder, please. Oh, <laughs> Next up, two cheese, <laughs> two cheeseburgers versus one cheeseburger. It's got to be two, surely. Although, I hold two cheeseburgers. Cheese okay. Yeah. yeah. Again, no cheese. Yeah. And finally, quarter pounder with cheese. Or a hamburger. A hamburger is for a little child to eat. Hmm. But what if you couldn't remove the cheese from the quarter pounder? I'd have a hamburger then. But as Nat, you just said behind me, I'd have about seven of them. <laughs> and I would take all the buns and throw them away and put seven in a big stack. 
in one big burger. You know, in Brazil, on Burger King, if you walk up, you can ask them to put as many patties on the burger as you want. Ooh. And if you can break their record, the meal is free. We're going to do that next time we go. <laughs> can I have a Whopper with 19 patties, please? Fucking hell. <laughs> um, yeah, I think this um, bracket's somewhat lost on you, Paul, given that it's all just cheeseburgers. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you're a man who knows what McDonald's you want. This isn't a kind of safe exactly. choice of. Uh, yeah. If I go to know, McDonald's. Versus cheeseburger. If I go to McDonald's, there is a 90% chance I'm going to have a specific meal. Sometimes there's some leeway, like I'll have a Big Mac yeah. randomly. Like usually I'll get um, quarter pounder, or and it's not. I notice it's not on this list. The um, what's the one that's like a quarter pounder that comes with the little like brioche bun? Oh, uh, what's that called? Mm. I don't remember. Deluxe. Hang on, McDonald's brioche <laughs> Ireland. What are you called? The signature, yes, the signature classic. Ah, uh, yes. Sometimes I get that. So I don't know. Or I might get a chicken. Or I might get. Um, no, I probably won't get a chicken because the whole point goes for Donald's to have a nice slab of beef. Although Natty mm-hmm. would usually get the chicken, she'll usually go for the chicken option. I'm more. It's true. The beef in McDonald's is a bit cardboardy, but that um, Big Mac I had last time was very good. So I'm gonna just point that out. Mm. Um. Anyway, the real answer is to this whole thing uh, that Burger King is better than McDonald's. So that's my answer. And also Five Guys is better as well. Well, that is our emails on McDonald's. Yeah, thank you. Um, All that's left... Thank you, Michelle. All that's left is the wrestling cup. It is. Did you watch AEW Dynamite? Well, of course I did. Well, stupid question. Anyway. I watch it every week. This was the fallout of the forever <laughs> the revolution pay per view, which we loved. Yes, the big, the big kind of follow up. Um, I thought it was a pretty good show. Yeah. Nothing kind of mind blowing on it. Well, actually, maybe that's kind of good. We through it. Um, so Moxley came out and did did a promo with Jericho. The kind of what you'd expect. Um, Jericho said. Uh, as a kind of result of the tag match that, that evening um, if Mox could leave under his own power then Jericho would take a leave of absence um, I quite liked this but I thought it did go on a bit long it was a bit of a sort of 20 minute opening raw promo feel to it yeah but I, I mean it it was and it wasn't in the sense that it didn't just immediately lead to a pointless tag team match which had, which had no repercussions yeah. it, was it, like, it was good it was good it did lead to a show long Storyline, which was nice to have. Yeah, it's good. Um, you had Kalkabana and SCU versus the Dark Order. Yeah. Um, I don't really know who the Dark Order is anymore. I know that there's Stu Grayson. Yeah, and Evil Luna. Then there's all these other all these other lads in there. There's the little um, bald fella who's really ups- weirdly shaped, John Silver, yeah. and then his buddy. Who I couldn't yeah, pick great. out of a police lineup. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, cult one. I'm ready for something to happen with this storyline because I feel like it's been going on forever. <laughs> for, no, for it to end. 
it's just I mean I don't mind if it you know the exalted one becomes a thing at least then there'll be a change to it I just feel like this storyline has gone on for two months with no development um, mm-hmm. so you know they, they put a tweet out the other day which heavily implies that it's going to be Matt Hardy which I wouldn't mind to be honest I, I, I quite like Hardy's um, shtick the broken stuff I think I, I get a kick out of it even yeah. though I, even though you might recall I thought it was a big heap of shite when he first started doing it back in TNA um, you know something to give the Dark Order a bit of a kick in the arse because it is kind of pointless at the moment we, uh, we neglected by the way to point out the fucking ridiculous jacket that Jericho was wearing when he came out um, oh yeah, like shiny, 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 shiny jacket. pink jacket. Um, Beautiful. Yeah, so Cabana won with a, a remarkably dangerous looking move where he dropped your man on the rope from standing on second rope and then a ridiculous kind of diving pin thing. And then Uno cut a promo saying, you know, the one will be angry that we lost. Okay. I'm interested to see how how they pay it off because I'm, I'm I am a bit tired and I'm ready for some something yeah. to happen. Yeah, I'm really feeling it's very it's very kind of lower mid card for someone like Matt Hardy to come into. It kind of feels like it's going to drag him down straight away. Well, Matt Hardy doesn't need um, to be towards the top of the card though. He can, you know, if their goal is to bring pro wrestling back, like one of the things that people talk about. Um, being one of the the best things about the the attitude era, for example, is that every level of the card had something going on for it that made it interesting. You know, from the mm. top of the card mm. to the low card. So, you know, I don't mind that not every interesting character has to be at the top of the card. You know, you can have Matt Hardy in the lower mid card, kind of buoying this uh, Dark Order stuff to make it somewhat interesting. Instead of a segment of the show, you can't stand once. In mm. a week, you know. Maybe elevate it. The one thing that I'm a bit apprehensive about is with Colt Cabana, Lance Archer coming in, Matt Hardy potentially, Luke Harper potentially. I think they have enough people, and they 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 should kind of concentrate on what they have instead of constantly bringing in more and more people. Because I think they already mm-hmm. almost have too many people on the roster for their two-hour show. I know that they. Um, announced the the new deal and there's going to be another show coming down the line but is it is it a, a bit overkill to keep bringing these people in when there's already not room for everybody on the two hours um yeah i think you're right i, I mean right. i i don't um, if if they take kind of a, a seasonal approach to it where that, say they're doing four pay-per-views a year you can have like a three-month cycle where you can bring people in and cycle them out Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if they're doing that. It, it just seems like they're throwing a lot at the wall at the moment <laughs> and hoping that some of it sticks. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see how it transpires. Um, what did you make of the Yeah, I think you're right. Of what? Big Swall against Leva Bates. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's great. She's poor. Uh, huh? Leva Bates. She's very bad. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it was good. At least they're trying to establish someone in that kind of babyface role. Yeah. In the women's side, it is kind of a bit dead at the moment. 
maybe they can build her up for the next few weeks. That'd be good. Um, next up, Cody came out on car promo. Um, just one thing that occurred to, occurred to me: his entrance is so heelish. Um, the, the way they are that kind of like uh, classical, not classical music, but like opera or whatever, like that. Before his music kicks in, and it comes up and raises up from beneath the stage. It's like a Triple H entrance at WrestleMania. Sure. I just I don't know what they're trying to achieve with that. Whether it's just Cody thinking it's cool. I think it's exactly. I mean, obviously, the, the crowd is still into him, but I, I just think it's completely wrong for his character. Ah. Kind of, kind of humble, humble baby face. Yeah. I He's see. Just I see. Surrounded by this circus of people and an entrance and the tattoo it's just bleh. yeah he needs to bring it in a little bit yeah i mean my biggest gripe is that they haven't figured out how to like um fade the like orchestrated music into his theme song that it just stops like someone's literally clicking mm. on the stop button and then the music will start playing um you know, I don't. I don't so much mind the in, the entrance because, you know, Triple H with his overblown entrance as a face, it's loved. Undertaker's entrance goes on for about an hour. Same thing. You know, I don't mind a bit of um, theatrics to it, but uh, I get your point in that it doesn't suit the mm-hmm. the hard times uh, promo ethos, which he seems to kind of base himself around. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you on that. See, he came out to do his promo and called out MJF, and lo and behold, MJF didn't come out. It was, in fact, Jake the Snake Roberts, Mm. um, which was quite the surprise. Yeah. I'll be honest. I was not expecting him. Um, He came out and cut a a very, um, very intriguing uh, promo. Um, kind of calling out Cody, but also acknowledging that you know he's kind of been through dark times, but that that doesn't mean he's gonna he's gonna play nice. You know he's still he's still a villain under all. Um, and that he's gonna be introducing a client, which I guess would be Luke Harper if I had to guess. Mm. Um, and that he's gonna challenge Cody, and um, great finishing line as well about turning turning your back on someone you respect or that you fear. And then he throws the mic over his shoulder to Cody. This was a really good Jake Roberts promo. It was. He has that gruff... I mean, people always talk about how he used to always talk real quiet. Like, so people would lean forward in their chair to listen to what he says. But he's now uh, his voice mm. is even more gruff and raspy than it ever was before. But his cadence mm. is great when he talks. And um, He's great. Yeah. He kept calling him Caesar... Hail Caesar. Caesar. Which is, you know, an Ides of March thing, potentially. Mm. Um, We're in March, of course. Um, It is. I like that he (laughs) called Aaron Anderson a one-trick pony as well. It's quite funny. Oh, yeah. He got that Aaron Anderson with his fucking laminated piece. (laughs) Piece of shit. (laughs) But yeah. Very good. Yeah, really, really great way to introduce a new wrestler. Yeah, I think Luke Harper is a good fit to be with Jake Roberts. Mm, I think mm. I can kind of see that working. Um, and I like the Cody 
didn't really know what to make of it. Yeah, as we, the audience didn't. Yeah, very good. Yeah, it's good shit. Looking forward to seeing where that goes. Yeah. Um, Pack beat beat Chuck Taylor, um, and then this was the the debut of the um, the Triangle de la Muerte. Yeah. Uh, which is Pack and uh, the Lucha Bros, which uh, bit bit out of the blue. Well, um, we talked about like the pay per view when they just came yeah. out for no reason. So now this is the reason, apparently. Yeah, I guess. No, I mean I'm sure they'll be great together, but not really sure what to make of that one. Yeah, um, I mean, it, it, as you say, it's just kind of come out of nowhere. There was never any hint of an allegiance between them before the pay per view this last week. Um, I like the Triangle de la Muerte is a kind of a lucha underground-y sounding name. Mm. Um, they should get Dario Cueto in as a manager, maybe. If he's not, <laughs> you know, recording Curb Your Enthusiasm episodes or whatever he's up to these days. Um, yeah. When he was on that show, by the way, did he have a wacky accent? Uh, yeah. Very good. Except it was a Spanish. Well, he is a Spanish man, of course. Yeah, he was doing the th- speaking Zaragoza like this. Ah, Valencia. That was that's a joke, yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll see, see where that goes. It could be interesting. Um, Jack Swagger had a singles match, unfortunately. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not liking this uh, increased involvement in the ring from, from Hager. Uh, I liked him as a heavy, but not so much actually getting in the ring. Yeah. Um, they beat they beat QT Marshall quickly, uh, pretty quickly, and then they had a big kind of standoff between the uh, inner circle and the elite mm. um, to kind of set up, I guess, the Blood of Girls match, which we'll come to. Um, I think best bit best bit of this was Hangman Page coming out of the end with his beer, popping the beer on the ring post, kicking ass, and then picking the beer back up and drinking yeah, it. Very good. Uh, I'll be honest, I did mark out when he drank the beer, and I think I shouted out. He's drinking the beer! Um, it was... <laughs> and then he collected a lot of beers on his way out. Then he got, he got the beers. He got the beers, yeah. So um, he's great. He, I just. Uh, yeah. What they've done with him has been brilliant. Um, and then the main event. Yes. Uh, Moxley, Darby Allen versus Jericho and, and Sammy Guevara. Uh, this was great as well. Uh, Darby Allen, woof. Well, it was really oh. just Darby Allen against Jericho. Yeah, Sammy because Moxley they... taken out before the match, which was weird because uh, they took Moxley out and they, they showed multiple times Allen just standing there at ringside, watching on. Yeah, I did think that. Like, what? Why didn't he? They could have had Jericho and Sammy hold them down, or yeah, maybe they could have like taken him out. Yeah, because it was a long attack as well. It wasn't like a quick surprise attack. It went on for a good it was few minutes. Very long, too long, I mm. think, in a way. I think a quick, yeah. Quicker would Too many comebacks. There. They should have just beat the shite out of him. Um, there was MJF promo before this, by the way, which was quite funny. Um, oh, yes. Where he made reference to the horrible tattoo that Cody has. Uh, yeah, this this reminded me a lot of... Do you remember in TNA years ago, they had the... Was it Hernandez do like a, a gauntlet against Team 3D and... It worked really well in kind of getting him over as a, a big baby face mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he didn't last. But uh, it's kind of a tried and tested formula, um, which will kind of always work. So Darby as the uh, the valiant baby face fighting the two heels 
Oh, tell you, they did a great job with him. Yeah, and I saw, by the way, your little um, poll in the week with its with its big recency bias. uh, Orange Cassidy winning. I wonder if people Uh, uh, give the same answers this week. Well, yeah, hang on, hang on. When did I post that? (laughs) When did I post that? March the third. Yeah, that was after Revolution Tuesday. Yeah, it wasn't the. It was three days afterwards. Yeah. So, yeah, Orange, yeah, Orange Cassidy won that one. And Darby Allen second. Um, yeah, yeah, great main event. I'm loving loving Darby Allen with every as every week goes by. So he did a dive that. into a Judas effect, which murdered him. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a great coffin drop to the outside as well during the match. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's brilliant. I love that move as well. Yeah, and then. Uh, and Moxie come out for the big Terry Funk comeback, and so the inner circle beat the shite out of him, mm. culminating with a big power bomb off the stage. And he did not walk out of his own accord, and so Jericho won the bet. Although I don't think yeah. I don't think they made any reference to that, did they? I don't remember. No, no, maybe next week. Um, so there you go. Yeah, and following up on that, today they announced the lineup for the Blood and Guts. War Games match, yes, which will be happening in on the twenty fifth in about three weeks. Uh, it will be the Inner Circle versus the Elite. Yeah, um, the Elite consisting of Cody, Kenny, the Bucks, and Hangman. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking they might put Dustin in there, given that he's obviously got history with War Games and loves to bleed. Um, I guess not. It's weird, because aside from the little interaction with Hangman Page coming out for the save this week, there's not really been a lot of inner circle versus elite tension recently to warrant a War Games match in two weeks or whatever. Yeah, they kind of kept it bubbling under with Hager and and Rhodes. Um, Rhodes isn't even in the elite, though. No, but it's, I guess it's like Nightmare Family, kind of, yeah. slash elite sort of thing. Um, going back to the kind of Cody-Jericho feud, yeah, it does feel a bit random. I wish, I've, ideally, they could have built it up a bit better, but I'm still very excited for it. Oh, I think it'll be great. Yeah. But when I saw the lineup, I kind of said, oh, that doesn't make sense. I mean, if it was Inner Circle against Cody, Dustin, Moxley... Darby and a fifth person. Yeah. You know, that would at least make more sense to me from a storyline point of view, rather than making the match and changing the storylines to build to that. Mm-hmm. They could have naturally gone with where the storylines have kind of been leading us, but it'll be fun, no doubt. Yeah, it'll be good. Um, uh, so JBL is going into the Hall of Fame. Oh. Is Farouk already in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I was I was wondering about that. I was like, did Rod Simmons go in already? Yeah, they put him in. Okay, yeah, twenty twelve he went in. Okay. Yeah. I mean I think JBL is probably deserved. He's worthy of it. I guess. He was WWE champion. He was for a very long time. Commentator. He was a good commentator for a wee while before it got very annoying. Uh he did beat the shit out of the blue meanie that one time. Yeah, that's good. Um, um, yeah, 
Right, I mean, I guess when you headline, who else is there? Oh, they... Bulldog. Hang on. The Nasty Boys. Batista is going to headline, I would assume. Oh, is Batista going in? Batista, JBL, the NWO, and the Bella Twins are announced. Hmm. Not a particularly interesting lineup this year. Ah, you gotta love a bit of Big Dave going in. Oh, from Dave, yeah. Or Big Dave. Um, I can't wait for the Bella Twins to give the most boring speech in the history of the Hall of Fame. Um, there we go. Uh, Scott Steiner collapsed at the Impact tapings there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yesterday, he's apparently going to have to have some kind of heart operation. But is apparently doing okay. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't looking great on NWA Power. No, looking pretty sort of mm, not not in the best condition. Oh no, really? No. Probably should knock it on the head. To be honest, I haven't seen him obviously. Yet. Yeah. Oh, he's got no hair. When did that happen? Yeah, he's bald now. Where does hair go? Probably years mm. of dying it caused it to disappear. Maybe. Huh. I'm only, why am I only learning this now? Brand new information. So um, little Baldy Steiner. He looks a bit like. He looks a bit more like Billy Graham now. That's <laughs> true, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, hopefully he's alright. Um, get well soon. Um, today is, of course, Elimination Chamber. Yes, um, it is. Do you, do you know any of the matches? Uh, I know a couple of them. Do you, do you want to guess what is on the show? And I'll oh. even give you, like, v- <laughs> that you don't have to guess necessarily exactly who are in the matches, but just give me a kind of a brief rundown of what you think the show is going to be. I think there's a, a women's elimination chamber. Yeah. And what is the consequence or the reward of this match? Uh, the Raw title? No! WrestleMania match? Yeah, WrestleMania okay. match. Okay. Um, there is, on this uh, pay-per-view, to get this out of the way, there is no Raw women's title match. There mm. is no SmackDown women's title match. There is no WWE title match. And there is no Universal title match. Wow, so none of the... None of the world titles are on the line. And none of those people are wrestling. (laughs) Never mind the titles being on the line. So you have an Elimination Chamber match for Raw Women's Championship match at WrestleMania 36, right? It's Natalia Mm -hmm. versus Liv Morgan, not you, the other one. Versus Shayna Baszler versus Asuka versus Ruby Riot versus Sarah Logan. Eh. Oh, uh, no. There is another Elimination Chamber match. What do you think that might be for? Uh, other women's title? No, that's not on the line. And n- neither no. is it for a WrestleMania. No, the, the, yeah, that's what I meant. The other nope. title shot. No. So there's a women's match, but not for the title. Yeah. Or the title shot. There is one. There is one tag titles. tag titles. It is. It's a SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Oh. 
So it means there's about 100 people in it. It's The Miz and John Morrison versus The New Day versus The Usos versus... And that's where the good teams uh, end, by the way. Uh, versus Heavy Machinery versus Lucha House Party versus Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Uh, also on the match, or also on the show, you have a three-on-one handicap match for the Intercontinental title. Uh, oh. Braun Strowman, who's the champion, against Shinsuke Nakamura, Cesaro, and Sami Zayn. Who wins, who wins the ball? Uh, don't worry about that. It doesn't matter. Because uh, Braun Strowman will win, so it doesn't matter. Uh, Street Profits will defend their newly won Raw Tag Team Champions. They're the Raw Tag Team Champions now, by the way. Uh, against Seth Rollins and Murphy, who must have had the belts for about two weeks. Uh, you have Daniel Bryan against Drew Gulak in uh, a Velocity, Velocity main event, which is uh, on this pay for some reason. Uh, you have Andrade against Humberto Carrillo for the US title. And you have Alistair Black against AJ Styles in a no DQ match. And that's your pay per view. I mean, quite frankly, it sounds dreadful. I mean, there's a you know there's a certain amount of that match could be all right, but there's very little of. That's a main eventer on a pay per view that people are paying for. It's mm. it's it's. I mean, we were talking earlier about Matt Hardy propping up the the lower mid card. Here you've mm. got a pay per view doing that. It's it's mid-card, the pay-per-view. God. Where's my wallet? Also, it's sponsored by Jumanji, apparently, according to this book. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, <sighs> so, yeah. I'll, I'll now be watching that, baby. Um, right. I will, however, be attending to OTT Scrapper Mania next weekend, featuring, and fingers crossed that this doesn't fall out for some reason, uh, AEW champion John Moxley. Oh yeah, coming over. Who's, to, who's he wrestling? Uh, David Starr. Oh okay. Yeah, so that'd be an interesting one. You better not tread on the belt. The AEW. Belt. Oh, what if he does, mate? What if he be tripping uh, on I would, it? If I was there, I'd throw myself on top of the belt to stop him. <laughs> if I was OTT promoter oh. Joe Bray, I would be saying. Do a little jig on that belt, lad, and get us some publicity. Mm. By God, the promotion that had David Starr stand on the WWE belt. Now they're standing on AEW's belt. Who's next? Which belt will be stood on? I think you'll probably get a bit of Moxie standing on the OTT belt, although that might get him a bit of booze and that, which you probably didn't want. Um, seven matches made so far. I'll give you my... Uh, my... A noise that signifies how good or oh, yeah. how not excited I am for it. So you have um, Mustache Mountain versus More Than Hype for the tag team titles. Uh, that would probably be real good if Tyler Bate would bother his whole to show up for a show, which he hasn't done in about fucking four years. The cunt. Um, Scotty Davis versus Amari for the NLW title. Uh, that would probably be really good as well. Pack versus LJ Cleary. Oh, good to see Pack again live. That'll be fun. And Elja Cleary is good, so that'll be a good match. Um, Sammy Jane versus Amy Alonzi for the women's title. Hmm. You'd probably go for a piss during that. Um, oh! oh. A- Amy Alonzi is... say that these days. Amy Alonzi is, is um, very charismatic and is actually very good. Uh, Sammy Jane is a boring wrestler who I don't think is very good. Um, 
CT Flexer and the Woke Queens versus Tony Storm, K.E. Harvey and Dan Barry. Yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, Joker Ray and Be Cool versus the True Pros. That'd probably be a bit crack. And then David Starr versus John Moxley. Ooh, baby. That's why I got my wallet out. Only for that match. Everything else is a bonus. So that's my preview of Scarpa Mania. Um, is the champion, right? Correct. It's a so non-title they... match. Because mm, all, all the best WrestleManias were main evented by non-title matches. Joe, do you not remember that? Well. Mm. Uh, so, yeah. That sounds, sounds a decent show. It sounds a decent show. Uh, to be fair, I think everything will be will be good. Um, yeah. And I remember one of the better shows I went to recently was the Tala show. I don't remember what it was called. It might have been one of the homecomings. But it had kind of like an okay card, wasn't it? And then it just turned out being like a really great fun show. So mm. even if I'm being a little pessimistic boy, uh, Sammy Jane might have the best match of the show. And when Tyler Bate inevitably doesn't show up, uh, that match probably won't be good. So, you know, swings and roundabouts. Um, so I think that's all we have for this week, is it? That is your show for this week. Um, thanks for joining us, everyone. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, of course, if you have any thoughts or feedback or questions, you can get in touch with us via chairshoppodcast.com. Yeah. Uh, send us an email. Uh, you can tweet us at chairshoppod. Um, I do regularly update the old Twitter with snarky comments. Uh, please enjoy those. Um, and, and that's about it. So... It leaves me to say thank you from myself, Joe Turner, and my good friend, Paul Griffin. Uh, Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And uh, have a wonderful week, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.